Greetings and salutations, one and all, and welcome back to Life is Trash, a podcast on the internet, and realistically, you can't prove otherwise. And as ever, we'll be taking a pretty ruddy sideways look at the world of esoteric, obscure, and downright terrible popular culture. I am your host, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be, Lawrence Tucker, and I am joined as ever by my co-host and platonic life partner, it's macho man, Johnny Owens. Ooh yeah, Johnny. Oh yeah. Uh, typically, Randy Savage gave it a bit more than that. He did, yes. Do you want to try it again? Oh. No. No, we good? Okay, fine. No, I'm fine, yeah. Fantastic. I'd ask how you are, but I think it would just drag the tone down. And our guests returning once more for this episode are, as ever, through hell, fire and brimstone, bad God, it's Eddie McKenzie. Oh, yeah. That's the wrong one. <laughs> Unbelievable. This is a fucking shit. I've put so much effort into this and you're systematically ruining it. And of course, what you're going to do when Rach Leonard mania runs wild on you, it's Rach Leonard. Hello, everyone. Hello, Rach. Hello, Eddie. Hello. Johnny. Hello. Hello. I'm already so happy with the way this is going. Yeah, this is a fucking good one, isn't it? Yeah, everyone, everyone, everyone having fun. Everyone, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to, in- yeah, I had to interrupt a chapter of my book for this, but yeah. Well, you know, you're going to read a chapter of a better book. I know. Um, I rather forgot to write intro questions for this one, so um, uh, talk amongst yourselves. Have a bit. Let's do fulfill the banter quota. Do it just, do it just, just, just snowball, um, snowball, like so, snowball them snowball? in. We're not going to snowball, snowball Johnny. Them in. Snowball in this economy. What's the, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Sorry, spitball. Spitball, spitball them. There we go. Spitball Snowballing is when you spit cum in Snowball. someone's mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know. No, I know. Like yeah. kind of that's why. That's I know. No, sorry. That's what the oh, book no. I'm reading is all about. That's why it's sort of like stuck in my mind. What um, book are you reading? Uh, it's it's called Roadside Picnic, and it's there's only a very brief passage about snowballing. I hope there's lots about picnics. Right. The, that sounds delightful. Does it star Yogi Bear? The brief. <laughs> it doesn't, unfortunately. It stars a bunch of Russian characters. Can you pronounce it on. Roadside Picnic from now on? Yes, okay, I can fantastic. and will. Are they smarter more. than the average Russian gangster? Uh, one is. Mm-hmm. The other's not so much. Okay. I've used dynamic. up all of my Yogi Bear trivia, so I'm going to have to leave that one dead in the dirt there, Johnny. Is there a park ranger that. <laughs> Spoils their various plans with comedic timing. Or perhaps some kind of Russian policeman spoils mm, their plans there, with comedic timing. There is somebody who, who ventures into what could be described as a park with them and kind of fucks up their whole plan, but not in a comedic way. He kind of gets pulled apart by every atom. Is there a big dog that solves mysteries? Yes. Interesting. Interesting. And he's very morose. Does he have a very annoying nephew? He does have a very annoying nephew who does... is pining for the days of Stalinism. Well, aren't we all mates? Does this really so this is absolutely top-notch. <laughs> right? <laughs> We're trying to get to the bottom of this mystery, Rach! I don't I have one, care I have... 
don't have a lot to give. Let me finish. If you let me finish. If you let me. Let the man finish. Young lady, if you let me finish. Mackenzie, you have the floor. This this road you mention does it for chance. Does it for chance have any wacky races upon it? (laughs) Maybe we should push on slightly. So, uh, we will be, uh, as the title and picture of the episode has no doubt given away, returning once more, begrudgingly thumbing ourselves in limp once more into the aqueous, amorphic, quivering mass that is Mooncursed. Ostensibly, a book. Um, That's what I've got written down. That's all you're getting today. Uh, So, if you don't know what the book is (laughs) uh, or what it's about, go back and listen to the previous episodes or this handy recap. Rach. Ah. ah, on the spot. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. What happened okay. in chapter six of Mooncursed? Right. So, uh, our dumb bitch protagonist, Kristen Daniels, spoke to the police constable, Alan Mack, who had a ginormous head, which I can only imagine is like the film Frank with the, you know, Michael Fassbender film. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah uh, and she thinks you can find fingerprints on skin, which we found out you can't. She watches the SVU. She should have known that. She spoke to him, chatted some shit, and revealed about all the shit she wasn't meant to talk about with uh, Eddie Mandem. We revealed that Liam is possibly a 15-year-old boy. not his actual name, Eddie Mandem. Well, that's what I'm If that's how you've internalised it, it's it's Edward Mandenauer. That's cool. I am past giving a shit. Uh, and then we th- we had a, a bit of a debate on whether or not she was a paedophile because Liam suddenly turned into a 15 year old boy slash foe. And then she saw him at the loch and he was in the scuddy moon in the moon. And she went and there was some necking and it was very disturbing. Then he took a poo in the loch and then I can't remember what happened at the end. Oh, and I get, I get, I get called a, I wonder I get called a used harlot and a sea hag. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, they were both me. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I'm pretty it's sure neither you. of those came from myself no, nor it's Eddie. Always you. No, you just called yeah. her a femoid and a roasty, Johnny. <laughs> Unfortunately, thanks to the way that you edit these things, I can't disprove either of those claims. So. <laughs> Yippee. <laughs> It's like being God. It's good. This whole podcast is a deep fake set up to just... <laughs> cancel Johnny Owens. <laughs> He's gone too oh. far and must be stopped. Um, right. So uh, we will once again need um, a, 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 a chapter subtitle because Laurie Handland, authoress of this best selling New York Times smut does not provide them so we will turn to enemy of women johnny owens for uh for this okay, week's um, chapter title well I'll, st- I'll stick with the theme that eddie put in place with the last one that we've sort of trying to remind us what that theme was uh dick um so we've switched things up uh, no longer are we referring to moist lady bits we're now referring to turgid man bits so um, I'm going to go with Raw Dog Picnic. <laughs> That's pretty grim, Johnny. That is. <laughs> <laughs> pretty I know. grim. Oh, oh, oh. 
All right, so uh, last order of business is to clarify that uh, Laurie Handland uh, introduces a lot of characters on almost every page, and they all need a different voice for me to do. So we've done that. We've got a series of, of random voices that we pair up uh, as if by magic with the characters. So if some of the voices don't make sense, it's because Johnny picked them. <laughs> oh, oh, I think this character can... should sound like a leopard. Does it mean, Johnny? <laughs> No one knows. <laughs> like a cartoon one. It was self-explanatory. Shut oh. up, Johnny. Um, <coughs> right. Shut the fuck up. What is this mean today? All right. In that case, uh, let us proceed with Chapter 7. Raw Dog Picnic. Johnny, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Reference to a classic work of Soviet sci-fi. Uh, I might just at the end of this um, episode just have, have your mobile phone number just, just read out so <laughs> all of the bitches who want to can contact you and uh, <laughs> jump on that dick. I, I'm content with my loneliness. Okay, <clears throat> chapter seven, Raw Dog Picnic. Chris had stayed up all night in the past, studying, working on hoax hunters, talking with Lola, crying because what was left of her family ignored her. The latter hadn't happened in quite a while. Neither her father nor her brother ever remembered her birthday. They seemed to have completely forgotten Christmas. After the third time, June 8th had passed with no call, no card, no damned email... Chris had snuffled through a bottle of champagne and vowed never to shed a tear over them ever again. And so far, Snuff she hadn't. Snuffled? So, she snuffled like, like a pig, pig searching for truffles. truffles? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so annoying because, see, in the edit, that's gonna, you're going to put me behind you and I'm going to look like I'm doing a Johnny and copying your joke. Jeez, all right, coming in hard. But, then. <laughs> I I have a I have a uh, I do have a bit of a question. Sorry, I'm a bit discombobulated. What's um? So we've just sort of jumped. To, is she just detailing all the birthdays that she, that have been forgotten? Yeah, pretty much by her oh, right, okay, her brother cool. and um brother father. and father and her okay. very selfish mother who died. Oh, oh nice, we get a lot. Bitch. It was a new experience, however, to remain awake all night because she'd found a dead body. She'd have to rank the experience just above the crying over daddy episode. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, boy. We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the crying over senpai episode. Right, Johnny? <laughs> Chris considered trying to sleep, but with the sun up and the birds tweeting and the loch lapping, she doubted she'd have any luck. Instead, she made a pot of the coffee she'd bought from Jamaica yesterday and sat in front of her computer to work. It's only been one day since she was in Jamaica Blue. The yeah. shop, not the work. She wasn't inside the woman. <laughs> no. Yet. She was there forever. She could have been. <laughs> Something to do, isn't it? She typed up what she'd learned so far. 
which wasn't a hell of a lot more than she'd already discovered from books. Hell of a spelt H E double L U V A. An interesting way to go for that. Um, hell of a lot more than she'd already discovered from the books and the internet. Sure, she'd heard a few Nessie sighting stories, but there were thousands of them. Besides, she'd come here to debunk the myth, not to add to the law that perpetrated it. Does the law perpetrate it? Is that the right use of perpetrate? No, they measure No, 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 no. The law that... I think she means perpetuated the myth. I, I think she might well have done, actually, yeah. Yeah. So. New York Times bestseller! How was she going to catch the hoaxer in the act of hoaxing? With all the extra interest that would soon be focused on the lock now that the two dead bodies had been found, she doubted anyone would be out and about creating mischief. Well, that's very selfish of them, isn't it? Although, <laughs> she wouldn't put it past the hoaxer to attach the blame for these drownings to the monster. What a perfect way to draw attention to their little lie. Full stop. And if the deaths were later <laughs> proved to be caused by something else, the doubts would always be there and the publicity would already have been had. The idea that Nessie had pulled a few unsuspecting folks to their deaths in the depth of the chilly water would only increase the whole monster cachet. I'm bored reading it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, what is happening? It was a hoaxer hoaxing about hoax. Literally. Hoaxer was hoaxing hoaxingly. How many variants of the word hoax can you use in a single fucking sentence? Four paragraphs ago, this book was talking about tits. <laughs> <laughs> we're back to a we're back to a hoaxy hoaxer. God, but I, the one thing is, I will for the first time probably come to Laurie's um, defense. Uh, I, I don't mind, I don't mind, a, despite the fact that it's not technically correct, I don't mind a conjunction after a full stop. It's for, it's, for rhythm's sake, I'm quite a fan. Well, you're wrong, and your English lit degree <laughs> should be set on fire. Uh, I know, I know I'm technically incorrect. <clears throat> it's bad enough after a fucking comma, but full stop. Well, have you got a problem with the Oxford comma? Yeah. All right. I'm a Cambridge Ooh. man. For it's <laughs> Give me the Cambridge comma. <laughs> There's no such fucking <laughs> thing, buddy. For rhythm's sake, sometimes you need an Oxford comma. Fuck me, this is a dry episode. <laughs> well, let's make it wet. <laughs> no. Oh. No, let's keep it dry, please. Yeah. <laughs> Chris sighed. She was going to be here a lot longer than she'd originally thought. She'd bet the rest of this fabulous coffee that until the drowning hoopla settled down, there'd be no Nessie sightings. Sorry, can you say that bit again? What? Yeah, what? A hoopla? She bet the coffee. Chris sighed. She was going to be here a lot longer than she'd originally thought. She'd bet the rest of this fabulous coffee that until the drowning hoopla settled down, there'd be no Nessie sightings. Hey, coffee! She... I bet you that. Oh, I yeah. think she means she she would I wager. Know, the... I know. But then, yeah. but even then, what's that like? At most, you're talking twenty pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Assuming she means the actual full bag of coffee and not the not tepid cup, the cup that she is drinking. Well, that's worthless because yeah. it's got her spit in it. So no one wants that, apart from Liam yeah, Grant, she... spit collector. We've established that she <laughs> is. She's dumb, dumb for brains. She... Yeah, is that, is that dumb the nicest brain. way? Something to put I don't know. Donkey yeah, brains. brains. 
<laughs> She'd bet the rest of this fabulous coffee that until the drowning hoopla settled down, there'd be no Nessie sightings. Hoopla. Two women have died. <laughs> oh, it's a bloody nuisance, that is. It is a to-do, isn't it? It's a right palaver. Oh, what a faff. All these bloody bodies, what a pickle. It's a faff <laughs> and no mistake. Very much the language of Midsummer Murders. Very much the attitude of it. Oh. So it's just like, There's not, not been another bloody murder, has there? <laughs> oh, hell. that Michael Myers, what a scamp. It's yeah. thrown the biggest marrow competition into jeopardy. <laughs> no respect like, for the community. I feel like three a week would desensitize you eventually. Oh, In marrow competitions. Yeah. yeah, three. Yeah, three marrow competitions a week. You get desensitized. You'd people. think that, but I, I originally came from essentially Little England, where they hold one uh, on the hour every hour. Um, which isn't enough time to grow a new marrow, obviously. So the same person would win over and over again until that marrow started decomposing. Um, it was a, a strange tradition, but one that we, we valued. Um, and that's to be I cherished. I feel like you go through some very serious and very troubling psychotic episodes quite regularly. You think that. That, that, that need to be a yeah, and that should be concerning. <laughs> I used to Morris dance as a child, and that's genuinely true. Uh, Do you have photographic evidence of this? I don't think yeah. so. My parents didn't like me enough to take pictures. <laughs> She'd bet the rest of this fabulous coffee that until the drowning hoopla settled down, there'd be no Nessie sightings. Luckily, she now had enough money, courtesy of Edward, to remain here until the hoaxing started up again. And then she'd pounce. Which reminds Ooh. me, Chris frowned at her computer, considering what she should Google first, hoping the internet was in the mood to work right now. Thankfully, it was. Mm -hmm. Edward Mandenauer brought up very little, and none of it referred to an ancient German man who liked guns. Which was disturbing. Most people had something about them somewhere on the internet. That he didn't meant someone had removed it. I feel I feel like it's very reasonable that a German monster hunter would have every bit of information about him expunged from the internet, or possibly he's using a pseudonym. She's a journalist. Again, she is an investigative journalist. She. Uh... She's not good there at it. There are so many. I know, I know that you're going to defend her, Johnny, but there are so many incidents here where she's done a full stop where it should not... Like, like a German man who liked guns, full stop, which was disturbing, full stop. Most people had something about them somewhere on the internet, full stop. That he didn't meant that someone had removed it, full stop, which lent credence to his no, claim I of being backed by the US government, full stop. Okay, no, I won't... Yeah, no, no, no. There are okay. other types of punctuation. Had she just discovered that button on the keyboard? <laughs> oh, you don't have to type. Full stop it. That's really how. Oh, look. Oh, look, that's she nice. Did it like, she's been doing it like a telegram the whole time. <laughs> stop. <laughs> she tried Jaegersuka and received half a dozen online translation sites. Hunter Searcher only brought her to hunting stores, adventure vacations, search and rescue units. But she kept at it. Chris would never have gotten anywhere in life if she'd given up at the first hint of trouble. She continued to feed words into the search engine. It wasn't until she typed... <sighs> Fuck. Fucking really? It wasn't until she typed... Old German man... 
Fuck off. Fuck off. No, she... What? what? No. What are you saying? Uh, with sharp, hard clicks of frustration that she actually found something worth reading. That'll do it, then. What? That, what? That, that, that's exactly how... What? From the National Enquirer. Werewolves attack small town in northern Maine. Under siege during a terrible blizzard, the residents of Harper's Landing watched their numbers dwindle as the number of werewolves increased. <laughs> they were saved when an old man with a heavy German accent walked out of the storm carrying guns and silver ammunition. Within days, every werewolf was dead and the old gentleman disappeared as mysteriously as he'd arrived. The National, National, National Enquirer is the absolutely... Absolute dog shit, like Angelina Jolie with his finger by aliens. Yeah, sort of. pants on head mental thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. So she's gone, aha! <laughs> <laughs> A reliable source! I suppose it does kind of make sense because it would be the only place that would publish that kind of bullshit, so... It's not going to appear anywhere else. Mm. Like if somebody just turns up with a werewolf story. I mean, if it was consistently happening in real life, then it would be published elsewhere. Yes. Werewolves, she said. Great. I assume that's meant to be a bit more sarcastic that I delivered it there, but we'll go with it. (laughs) Werewolves? Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) But she (laughs) she followed the lead, typing werewolves and following the amazing number of bizarre stories from there in a hell of a lot, spelt the same way, of them, an old German man showed up, kicked ass, and then disappeared. Poof. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I delivered that in quite the right way. (laughs) I might have accidentally lent that a more homophobic lilt than it was meant. Uh, There's a lot of hate speech in this episode, exclusively from Lawrence. (laughs) That's written down. She's she's written. Yeah, I wasn't accusing. You're, you're the one who chose to deliver it in that way, though. I wasn't accusing Edward Mandenauer of being a comedy '70s homosexual. <laughs> if that's what you're you could have said it in a magical manner. You don't get to tell me what's magical. I'm a fucking magician. <laughs> I at least play a character that's a magician. <laughs> Admittedly, yes, he is a slightly homophobic <laughs> magician. <laughs> oh, the second lowest form of entertainer. What's the lowest? Apart from Rach. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What a I'm gonna, I, I'm going to earn the beating that you're going to deliver to me. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to split you in half, boy. Puff. <laughs> there are also several mentions of a white wolf that fought the sudden influx of freakishly smart, incredibly strong, and really pissed off wolves all of which seem to sport human eyes. And I'm assuming that's a reference to a book that I haven't read. Uh-huh. But also, I haven't read it, so I don't know what the <laughs> fuck is going on. That was something she never wanted to see. Full stop. And she wouldn't, because... It's all bullshit. They want to sell newspapers. None of the stories appeared in any publications of note. No tales of wolf packs in the New York Times bestseller list. No white wolf popped up in the Chicago Tribune. There had been a few strange incidents a few strange incidents mentioned in the Times Picayune. Times Picayune. What? What? Times Times Picayune. Times Picayune? Uh, Oh, it's from New Orleans. Ah, okay. Well, I know that there's a bunch of books she's had set in New Orleans, so mm. I'll explain uh, that. Um, <clears throat> no mentions in the Times. Picayune. 
but Chris had found that when you were dealing with New Orleans, strange happened a lot. I'm absolutely not following what's Above. happening. Is there a story going? Nothing's it's... happened, Rach. Right, that's okay. Nothing's I'm just checking. Nothing's happened. She, honestly, she's just, she's looking at the internet. We've spent three pages looking at the internet. <laughs> However, she did notice that whenever the white wolf showed up, a beautiful blonde American woman did too. When Chris traced that lead, she found connections to other weird tales. Leopard shifters. What? <laughs> wait, wait, but the leopard, the leopard voice would go really well. Oh, it's a totally different one. Rachel wouldn't, wouldn't because leopards don't speak. <laughs> They're just leopards. Cartoon ones do. When Chris traced that lead, she found connections to other weird tales. The first one she's gone for is leopard shifters. Then zombies. And then gypsies. <laughs> Oh, 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 no. Oh, no. Lottie, oh, no. Lottie. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, no. reel it in, man. No. Reel it in. No. Yeah, that's... Not Gypsies good. aren't... They're not metaphysical. Uh, <laughs> I... They're just travelling folk. Let's do it. Uh, and bizarre accounts of eagles and ravens and crows. The abundance of scary stories involving Mandenauer and what had to be his Jaeger-Suka cohorts would have been troubling if Chris believed them. Would have been troubling, full stop, if Chris believed them. I'm going to have enough myths to bust for the rest of my hopefully very long life, she murmured. Naturally, as you would. <laughs> yeah, who, who just organically phrases something like that? I sure hope I don't die. That's how I start every day. I say that to myself. Uh, Some days I believe it. <laughs> Man. It's gotten sad again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have enough myths to bust for the rest of my, my very hopefully long, very life. <laughs> Shit, I'll try that again, shall I? No! <laughs> I no, you dare! No, just leave leave it. It. I think I had a stroke. Keep it as um, that. <laughs> Is that she died? Is that... <laughs> right after that sentence about her very long life, boom, lead protagonist. <laughs> Embolism dead. Out of here. I'm going to have enough myths to bust for the rest of my... Ve oh, shit. <laughs> for the rest of my hopefully very long life. It's because it's so unnatural. It's... it's not what my brain wants to say. <laughs> Someone knocked on the door. Chris, who'd been reading a report on a Navajo shape-shifting witch who could take the form of any animal whose skin she wore and had actually taken the shape of a man. The explanation for that was too disgusting to contemplate, uh, though she had been contemplating it, jumped to her feet at the sound, heart pounding. What a sentence that is. Wow. Wait, though she had been contemplating it, is that like she had a wank? Because it's like heart pounding, uh. she opened the door and wiped her hands on her skirt. A grotty insight into into the private life of Rach there. Oh, sorry. Does the <laughs> one woman wank joke grosses out? But you can talk a bit. No, no. I don't, if Johnny was like, I was thinking about a shape shifting witch, and I was fucking pounding off in the background, and then I wiped my spunk on the curtains, and now here you are at my door. That would be equally as bad, perhaps worse. Much worse. It's 2021, Rach. Women can wank now. It's fine. We've proved it doesn't cause hysteria. We all know I exclusively use my own shirt to 
to wipe it clean. <laughs> oh. Well, that's that much more socially conscious. Quite inselly behaviour, though, isn't it? It is, yeah. Having a shirt they use just for it. No, I mean, whichever one I'm wearing at the time. Oh. Yeah, he doesn't go and get his wife's no, shirt. No, that's insane. Well, you couldn't make those shirts any worse, so... How dare you? Uh, I have phenol- I have phenomenal fucking taste in shirt. I will hear any endless torrent of hate speech from you. I will not hear you putting down my shirts. I would defend I would defend Johnny's fashion sense to the end. Thank you. Well, you have a Rugrats onesie that you wear to <laughs> business meetings. So <laughs> and that's why I Exactly. I, I still get the fucking job, didn't yeah. I? No, that's true. Fair enough. That's because you threatened them. And this is why I hold Rachel's opinion on fashion in much higher esteem than yours. That's fine. I have no fashion sense. I don't understand what clothes are. I'd happily wear a bin bag. Literally put me in a bin bag and I, I'm, I'm happy. I can wear it as clothes. I can be thrown away in the trash. It's yeah, the perfect Yeah, I would so happily put you in a bin bag sometimes. Uh, you wouldn't be able to. I'm very strong. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be putting a bin bag of my own volition, Johnny. <laughs> okay. Velvet consent these days, Sounds Johnny. Bizarre. Twenty twenty one, Johnny. <laughs> oh yeah, who was at the door? Did you tell? Um, she wiped her hands on her skirt and jumped to her feet at the sound. <laughs> Heart pounding, she gave a shaky <laughs> laugh. Doubt there's a Navajo shapeshifter anywhere around. More's the pity. She moved towards the door because they'd have to exist first. I fucking get it, Chris. I know you don't believe in any of the things that you research. I think our heroine may be a skeptic. No. Yes. It's pronounced fucking idiot, Johnny. <laughs> Nevertheless, she glanced out of the front window. Dougal Scott stood on the doorstep. Hey! Hey, he greeted. I heard you found a body last night. You okay? <laughs> he was dressed in his kilt, and the Scottish outfit, combined with his very American way of speaking, had Chris fighting back a ridiculous giggle, along with the longing for a man who dressed like an American and spoke like a Scot. Oh, that's Liam. Okay. Oh, uh, she was starting to think that he existed in the same realm as skinwalkers, werewolves, and Nessie. Yes, Chris opened the door wider so Dougal could come in and then pointed to the couch. She sat on the single chair to the left. Didn't get any sleep, but that's happened before. Why were you out wandering near the lock in the night? It can be dangerous. Chris could hardly say she'd been looking for a ghost. Uh, then being drawn to the lock by the reflections of the moon off a log and Do you know someone by the name of Liam Grant? She blurted. No, Dougal said slowly. There are Grants are plenty, of course, but no one named Liam that I recall. He tilted his head. I think there might be Grants in Dores, which is near as Inverness. Dores, Dores? Doors! The doors? Okay. It's on the shore of Loch Ness. Doors on the shores. Doors on the shores. Doors Beach. Yeah. Doors. Let's check the scores on Doors on the Shores with George Doors. <laughs> That's Eddie. You have to dress like a baby now, Eddie. 
Yay! <laughs> <laughs> which is nearer to in which is nearer to Inverness? Doors, she repeated. Okay. Does he have something to do with the body? Chris contemplated Dougal. He seemed awfully interested in the body. Of course, she learned over her years in television that a lot of people were ghouls. To be honest, most people were ghouls. She Ooh, should... They're not. They're, they're humans. Yeah, yeah, little green ghouls. Uh, oh, fucking hell. Oh. She shook her head. I ran into him at the castle and we had a nice chat. Chris had to struggle to hold back the snort of derision that threatened to erupt from her throat. Since when did a chat involve the exchange of DNA? <laughs> when they've got a bad cold or a lisp. <laughs> Dougal's brows lifted. She half expected him to chant, Liar, liar, pants a fire. That's uh, liar, liar, pants a fire. <laughs> Not on fire, a fire. <laughs> What is wrong with Americans? I, is that an American thing or is that a Laurie Handlin thing? That's a Laurie Handlin yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's Laurie the way that she thinks that every Scottish person says the phrase. Definitely. <laughs> uh, and she touched her nose to see if it had begun to grow as long as a telephone wire. <laughs> what the what fuck? The what? She's oh. mad. <laughs> her lying skills had not improved. Mm, he said, in that way the Scottish had, <laughs> which could ind- <laughs> which could indicate disbelief, sarcasm, or the desire of one speaker for the other to move on. Chris frowned. Liam, as I've never met him, I don't know, but I doubt it. <laughs> if you've never met him, then how can you doubt? Quid pro quo. I'd expect He's Liam using Grant. the Jesus argument. <laughs> I'd expect Liam Grant to have a Scottish accent. I'd expect Dougal Scott to have one too, but there you go. Dougal touched his fingertips to his forehead and flipped them outward in a jaunty salute. Touche. <laughs> Chris had a thought. Was he German? Dougal <laughs> shook his head. American. Said he was from... He paused. The East Coast. Oh, that narrows it down, Chris muttered. What did he ask? Where you were staying. Chris started, and Dougal's expression became concerned. I didn't tell him. Good, she said. Though eventually, someone would. I presume tell him. You didn't wonder why he was asking? Oh, I wondered, but I was busy. Someone needed directions. Someone else wanted to know the weekend hours for the museum. And when I turned back, he were gone. That happens a lot around here. Would you like to visit the Klansman? Dougal asked. Klansman? Chris repeated, confused at the sudden change of subject. A hotel near Inverness. They have a wonderful restaurant overlooking the lock, where a great many Nessie sightings are said to occur. You're asking me to d- dinner? Dougal cocked a brow. (laughs) It appears that I am. He seemed as surprised about it as she was. Chris hesitated. (laughs) 
<laughs> what the fuck oh. did I just do? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've accidentally flirted again. Oh, bloody hell, my wife's going to be furious. <laughs> Chris hesitated. She liked Dougal. She enjoyed talking to him. It was refreshing to be able to discuss Nessie with someone else who did not believe. Full stop. But she didn't want him to think there was any chance for a lasting relationship. Even if she were capable of such a thing, she wasn't going to be here that long. It's dinner, Chris. Dougal's mouth did what? Johnny? Curved? That's what Rafe said. Curled. Twisted. Dougal's mouth quirked as his grey eyes observed her dilemma with obvious amusement. I'm not going to. His grey eyes. Grey eyes. Oh, grey eyes. mouth quirked as as his <laughs> as his eyes observed her dilemma with obvious amusement. <laughs> I'm not going to start picking out china patterns and flatware. <laughs> <laughs> flatware. China patterns. <laughs> We're not going to be picking a fucking IKEA anytime soon. Don't worry. What's flatware? Flatware's IKEA, like a flat pack. That's flat flat pack, isn't it? Flat pack. Flatware. 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 Yeah. Somewhere in between. Nothing about a sentence. Flatware, relatively flat items of crockery, such as plates and saucers. There you go. Uh, Fuck. Okay. (laughs) North American informal. Oh, of course. Uh, He's a weird man. Chris laughed. She really did like him. People still do that? I have no idea. His lips parted (laughs) in a genuine smile that had her smiling back. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. People still pick out plates to eat off of? (laughs) Do people still (laughs) eat off a plate? I just see that in my cupped hands. <laughs> Soup's hard, but the rest of it's all fine. <laughs> he just puts his fingertips, the food lets it dribble down his face. Uh, fucking disgusting, uh, Rachel. Just drips into the work of his mouth. <laughs> like a pachinko machine. Whatever gets in my mouth, that's the prize. <laughs> 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 the pachinko diet. Uh, oh god. <laughs> I have no idea. His lips parted in a genuine smile, which had her smiling back. So dinner between friends and fellow anti-Nessieites. I'd like that. The restaurant is called Cobbs after John Cobbs. He was killed on Loch Ness in 1952. Would you like to come to dinner with me to this restaurant? It's called this. And here's history behind the name of the restaurant. Who the fuck? What? No. I've never... Oh. Excellent dialogue. You want panini? <laughs> Go down, <laughs> Cobbs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He died. <laughs> <laughs> it was shot. It was shiny. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. Nessie, Chris asked dryly. Of course. Tell me, 
Dougal's expression became intent. He appeared to enjoy telling Nessie stories as much as Chris liked hearing them, probably because he rarely got to share them with anyone who agreed that they were hogwash. <laughs> Cobb held the land speed record at the time. <laughs> what? What? Why? It's like Noel Fielding reading it. <laughs> Cobb held the land speed record at the time. He, he raced on a Satsuma. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I can also... <laughs> Oh, Cobb held the land speed record at the time. You know what? I remember reading this as well with my girlfriend, and I remember looking it up, and all of this is actually true as well. She has this... <laughs> oh my god! Cobb held the land speed record at the time, just over 394 miles per hour, and he was trying to break the world water speed record. His boat disintegrated on its first run. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that is, that's just what you want to be sat there eating dinner and thinking about yeah. this poor man. <laughs> that's Jesus where he died. Christ. Look up, look up, that's where he died. And there, 500 feet up that way, that's where his skull landed. <laughs> how's, how's, the, how's the chicken, love? Oh, oh it's a God. bit dry. Oh, you know, it's not fucking dry. John Cobb, although he might be now because he were cremated, at least what they found of him. <laughs> uh, I, I cannot wait until like, the next first date I go on so that I can try this out and just give a really extensive history and just see how well, it fucking goes. When it happens in two or three years, Johnny, yeah. you, you're going to have to pick a, a restaurant where someone was murdered. <laughs> oh, obviously. Now, I'm quite happy, Johnny, for you to pick a restaurant now, and I will do a murder there for you. <laughs> okay, um, the Oxen Finch is relatively close to you. Uh, so Yeah, okay. Hey, yeah. okay. Bit of advertising there for the Oxen Finch Glasgow. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you, you, you go and murk somebody up there and yeah. <laughs> just so that I, I can have a... them like the Yorkshire Ripper, I'll stripe them up. <laughs> it's it's going to add so much colour to it as well. Just be like, oh, actually, a little while ago, my friend fucking murdered somebody here. Just remember to phrase it like that and not, oh, a little while ago, I commissioned a murder to happen here. Because that's not going to get you anywhere. Uh, here, listen to, here, listen to the podcast episode where it occurs. <laughs> What That's odd, day, Chris said. <laughs> she had no idea if it was odd at all. In her opinion, driving a boat at speeds over 50 miles an hour was more stupid than odd. Okay. <laughs> really specific. They say the boat Oh, that they say the boat bumped several times and then disappeared in a spray of water like no one had ever seen. When it reappeared, there were pieces of it all over the place. And Cobb? Well, they pulled him out of it alive. Okay. What? He survived. But he died before they could get help. He knows so many details of this man's murder just off the cuff. It's fucking well, What he says next is gonna make him much more sinister. I've never been able to prove what happened. <laughs> but they've theorized chris said waves mechanical failure human error Dougal. he could have hit a piece of driftwood 
named Nessie? If that were the case, wouldn't the monster be in pieces too? What is there about monster that you don't understand? Chris murmured. And we're back to the concept of a supernatural entity, Dougal concluded. In my opinion, if the only way to explain something is by magic, that isn't an explanation at all. He is, he's got the patter, hasn't he? He's, he's got the chat. <laughs> Sodden, Chris had to agree that the man made a good point. <laughs> Melting through the chair. <laughs> Rubbing her hands on her skirt, she had to concede. <laughs> His point was a good one. Probably because it would have been her point. He was handsome, funny, intelligent, rational. They shared an interest and a point of view. So why wasn't she more excited about going out with him? Perspective shift! Oh God. Yay. God. How is Liam at the window going? <laughs> <laughs> Liam shivered, despite the warmth of the sun. He had never become acclimated to the temperature here, considering he'd always been here. Every attempt he'd made to leave resulting in disaster. He couldn't understand why. That's a strange sentence. Uh, uh... Oh. He watched Lockside Cottage from the shadows, the lap of the water lulling him half to sleep. If he kept this up, sooner or later someone was going to see him. And then what? There'd be shouting and pointing and problems. <laughs> there always were. Floating on a river of exhaustion, Liam drifted. He dreamed of walking along the lock hand in hand with Chris in the sunlight. They'd talk of their lives, he'd tell the truth, she'd kiss him and laugh and say it didn't matter. Talk about a fantasy. <laughs> Liam found his fascination with her fascination. <laughs> <laughs> Liam found his fascination with her strange, which only made him more fascinated. In the past, he had been the one who was stalked. Women were captivated by him to the point of ridiculousness. How many had sworn to give their lives for his love? How many had? What? He's a murderer. Uh, perspective shift! <laughs> <laughs> After agreeing to an early dinner with Dougal, Chris had been, well, it's a very early dinner because she's literally, the sun's come up and he's gone, let's go have dinner. <laughs> a man <laughs> were murdered. <laughs> okay. It's lunch at best. Chris had been debating a snack or a nap. Deciding on the latter, as she remembered, she had nothing in the place but coffee, tea and milk. Uh, she'd eaten a small amount of bread and jam already when another knock came at her door. Forget something? She asked as she opened it. Her gaze, positioned upward to meet Dougal's eyes, instead met empty air. A munchkin giggle drew her attention two feet lower. It was Eddie. <laughs> Rach, for three points, do a munchkin giggle. That was a dolphin. Uh, no, that's, that's a dolphin. That's a dolphin, oh. Johnny. Have four points. Me um, and Rach. Not you. You did nothing. Rach did two distinct laughs. One of a dolphin, one of a munchkin. Well, at least it's on brand. What have I ever done anything? Ah, oh, jeez. Let me do that. It's it's funnier when I when I take you apart rather than you just taking yourself apart. That's that doesn't feel good Johnny, for anyone. You're making Johnny. the munchkin laugh sad now. Don't do that. You're a sad munchkin laugh. 
<laughs> oh my god. And now Eddie do a munchkin laugh. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> a munchkin giggle, Rach. <laughs> Drew her attention two feet lower. Effie didn't wait to be invited inside. Effie's back. Hey. Do you all remember Effie? Yeah, with the tin of biscuits. With biscuits. She's the old lady who offered her a million <laughs> yeah, empire right, biscuits. Hey, God, that was a lifetime ago. <laughs> Effie didn't wait to be invited inside, since she was carrying a plate of something that smelled like raisin bread. Chris didn't care. What? Raisin bread. The probability of food was worth another visitor so soon after the yeah, first. Great. I heard you had a rough night. Eddie set the plate on the table next to Chris's computer. Thought you could use a uh, bannock. <laughs> Brilliant. She motioned Chris closer. It'll kill what else, yeah. Chris couldn't resist Thank Effie's God. good cheer, nor the scent of the bannocks. She lifted one, a round, flat brown object the size of a dessert plate and filled with raisins, and took a bite. What's that? What's a bannock? Uh, it's a, a, a round, flat brown object. <laughs> right, I get Is that like, has everybody heard of a bannock and I've just not? I, I think I, I've heard of it. I do... I eat a bannock every day, Rach. I, I think I do know... They call him the bannock yeah. boy of Gallowgate. <laughs> <laughs> I think I do know what they are. I, I am fairly certain that's what my mum makes quite regularly. They're basically just like... Oh, yeah, oak, I know what she makes, oak, yeah. Oak biscuits yeah. with a riff. If you'll let me finish my fucking sentence for once, um, they're basically like oat biscuits with raisins in them. That's it. Like, that's all they are. Would you describe them as round, flat, brown objects the size of a dessert plate mm, and filled like with a, raisins? Like a big, big Gary like, Baldy. Maybe not the size of a dessert plate, but they are quite large. Wait, How big's a dessert time. plate? That's pretty big. Yeah, it's... For a biscuit. Yeah, that's fucking massive. I assume that's a bit of um, creative exaggeration. Like a fruitcake, she said. Only better. <laughs> Well, Effie, oh. beamed. <laughs> Effie beamed for several seconds before sobering. You should not be out in the dark. Didn't your mother ever tell you that? Chris not choked. She's beat. <laughs> Chris choked <laughs> on the bannock. Her mother hadn't had time to tell her much. Not even goodbye. Oh. <laughs> Fucking hell, Chris. All right. Oh. You are, Jesus, Lordy. You were getting your buds tingles like 12 hours ago. Let's, let's you know, keep the pace up. I'm fine, she said once she'd recovered with a little help from Effie's pounding between her shoulder blades. Ooh. Oh, oh man. Because she was choking, right? You fine calling dead bodies a few feet from your doorway, fine? Effie tisked. Americans. That <laughs> went a bit like uh, a Canadian from South Park there, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so much violence in your lives, you don't even realize something's bad when you trip over it. Did Effie know that Chris had tripped over the body, or was it just a figure of speech? Only Alan Mack, who shouldn't be blabbing information to anyone, imaginary Liam, and Edward Mandenauer were aware of exactly what happened on the shores of Loch Ness last night. I'll have you come into the village, Effie continued, wringing her pale hands, but all my rentals in Drum and Rocket are full. That reminds me, Chris said. Can I keep this place for a month? A month? Effie's pale brows lifted. <laughs> Truly? <laughs> yes, I... 
Chris paused, mind groping for a lie and not finding one. Hold on. <laughs> she went into the bedroom, pulling out some of Mandanauer's cash, stalling for a few minutes while she got her, all her ducks of deceit in a row. That well-known <laughs> phrase. Wow. When she returned to the living area, she handed Effie the money before she began her falsehood, hoping the older woman would be too disinterested by the multiple images of Benjamin Franklin to hear the lie on Chris's tongue. I've sold my book. My uh, publisher loved the idea so much they want me to write it immediately. Full stop. And since it's quiet here, when there aren't dead bodies washing up on the shores, I thought I'd just stay until I finished. Do you want me to get it changed into pounds? Yeah. Effie shook her yes. head. <laughs> yes! Yes! That's my <laughs> currency. So yes, please. We are not I... in America. You psychopath. I can First, buy nothing like... with this. He's not even a fucking president. <laughs> How have you gotten dollars into here in the first place? Well, well, the next line, Eddie, will, will elucidate. Uh, Effie shook her head, still staring at the bills in her hand. They send you cash. Doubt coloured in her voice. Uh, no, I had that with me. And you weren't stopped at customs? Now Effie was eyeing Chris as if she were a Colombian drug lord. I hid it in my pussy, Chris laughed. And it must have been. Of course, it's fucking not. Oh my god! I could. I genuinely could not tell from there for a second. Fucking hell! I didn't have that much. Chris laughed, and it must have been convincing because the other woman relaxed, folding the bills over and putting. Oh, folding the bills over and pulling her dress outwards so so she could tuck them into her bra. Buy a purse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but where would hey. you put the purse? Up a snatch. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> Great minds, right? <laughs> Chris couldn't help but see the edge of a tattoo on her breast. Effie didn't seem the type. The woman wow. saw where Chris was looking and let her neckline fall back into place before heading for the door. You just be careful out here, Ken. I've lived in Chicago for years, Chris said. I'm aware of the dangers that come with the night. (laughs) In certain areas of the Windy City, they came with the daylight too. I don't think the dangers there are anything like the dangers here. Chris tilted her head, peering into the woman's emerald eyes. She had the feeling that Effie was trying to tell her something. So why didn't the woman just bloody tell her? Before she could ask, Effie slipped out of the door and headed towards Drumnod Rocket at an impressive clip for a woman of her age and size. What judgmental cow. Chris went inside and shot a quick note to Lola, asking if anyone had called or even come by, looking for her. She doubted it, but as Lola was the only person Chris had told where she was going, she didn't understand how anyone would be asking for her by name in Drumnod Rocket. She didn't like it. That accomplished, she began to make notes about her show, where she'd film and what she'd say. But her mind wandered to Edward, and when she pulled it back, she saw she'd sketched the tattoo she'd seen on Effie's breast. 
It was a digestive biscuit. Pentagram. <laughs> it was just a mole. Uh, just, <laughs> just a half circle. Could be anything. Could be half a bannock. <laughs> that it was there at all was more interesting than imagining what the tattoo could be. Although, Effie could easily have come of age in hippie time 60s. Had there been hippie time 60s in Scotland? Chris doubted they'd be protesting Vietnam, although who knew? And the Beatles, who'd been born down the road about 400 miles, had been a pretty hippie time. <laughs> the hell is this? This is Scotland. Did they miss a decade? <laughs> Weren't they, the Beatles, blamed for the whole long hair craze that swept the United States? Chris didn't think they'd had any tattoos, but that didn't mean folks who really got into the counterculture hadn't. <laughs> Maybe Effie was a closet flower child. Stranger things have happened. This is a mental internal monologue. This it's is pretty just... fucking mad. <laughs> She's old. Oh, she can't have a tattoo. She's not a sailor or a whore. The, Be the Beatles, the 60s, Scotland, a decade. What? Ah! My God, what if Scotland never had the Beatles? <laughs> da, 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 da. There's my next hoax, what the Beatles. <laughs> what a fucking cliffhanger this is ending on. George Harrison, what was he? Werewolf? <laughs> Skinwalker? Leopard man? Oh, walrus? Yeah. Uh, Come on, we needed to do that. Did he write that one? That was one of his. No. Was it not? Lennon wrote walrus. Lennon was, yeah, 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 yeah he was. Ah, uh, bad luck, Johnny. Don't needed the reference. That would have been good. Could have been about any one of them. George Harrison was the Eggman. George Harrison. And Ringo Starr was Cuckoo Cachoo. Yes. Because nobody likes Ringo. <laughs> I like Ringo. I think he lends uh, Thomas the Tank Engine a gravitar that it otherwise would be lacking. That is the, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's the best voice for um, for that series. The theme tune to Thomas the Tank Engine has changed, and it? it's horrible. Yeah. Is it just screaming? It's not. <laughs> It's just a man screaming, I am a train and now I know, over and over again <laughs> to a pounding blast beat. Maybe Effie was a closet flower child. Stranger things had happened. Chris glanced at her computer, thrilled to see that the internet was still cooperating. She googled tattoos in the 60s. And sure yeah. enough, before that time... Tattoos were mostly found in the military or on those who'd been in prison. But later in that decade, tattoos had begun to appear in the younger population. What, be what, what better way to prove you were a rebel than to ink something rebellious on your body forever? I don't know, start a fire? Uh, yeah, just to also, like, why kill your mum? didn't have to kill you in the <laughs> 60s. She could have gotten a tattoo at any time. No. Why... Because she's old, Johnny. <laughs> Chris had to wonder how many sagging peace signs graced aged flesh. Oh, oh, oh that's oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She frowned at the drawing she'd made of Effie's tattoo. Could it be a peace sign? Hell, it could be anything.
that's the end. Oh, <laughs> no, what? <laughs> no. Raw dog picnic in the books. No. That's the, the end of chapter. That's the end of chapter that... seven. Her tattoo what? could be anything. Congratulations on getting through a chapter in which precisely zero things happen. There was absolutely <laughs> nothing happened. <laughs> that was awful. This is going to make the ending song very difficult for me. <laughs> Tristan Daniels. Na, 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 na. Nothing. Nothing happened. Ate some biscuits. Oh, it was just oh, a slog. It yeah, it's agreed. It's like it. It really is. Maybe we're getting desensitized to it, but it is becoming more something that yeah it just occurs you think laurie handland was like she's like well i've had a bit of titillation in the previous chapter right nipples became turgid wiry sinewy muscle was mentioned let's calm them down leave them wanting more let's calm them down with a chapter of our main protagonist googling ancient german man on google for 13 pages <laughs> and then we'll talk about some old tits instead, and that'll get people called right off. This <laughs> is the cold oh, shower chapter. Oh. That's what the chapter title should have been cold shower. I did say at the start we were thumbing it in limp, and I was right. Well, there you go. <sighs> so let's do the roundup then. Let's go to the very bored looking Johnny Owens. <laughs> I mean, the detail of the murder of someone. <laughs> <laughs> who a restaurant was then named after was just that that was amazing that was the one part that i really genuinely enjoyed because it really made no sense best parts of the murder okay. worst part is just chris as a protagonist once again overall <laughs> it's just uh it, yeah it's just a thing that's happening it's neither, the breeze. Stars, it's neither 10 stars it's just a Profoundly five star occurrence that I'm just I just have no strong feelings about. Five the way star the other is before. quite a high rating considering that's, that all the other chapters really have been generous. one, two, or three. Okay, it 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 defies the rating system now. It's just. Do you want to do it in emoji form? Is it smiley face, frowny face, or little sideways line mouth face? Um. Yeah, the nonplussed one. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay, cool. Um, Rach, hello. What did you think of that masterpiece? It was very underwhelming. You know, it was, it was tedious, and yeah, any joy that I had coming into this has been thoroughly. No, he was sucked out because that suggested some sort of like direction that the chapter was going in. It was more just kind of went. Oh my you, joy, you were very excited went... when we started this, weren't you? And then I was literally doing handstands before this and was very, very happy to be here. And now I'm just kind of like, oh, well, you know, life is shit. What's the point? Life is trash, Rach. Let's keep so, on brand, please. Life is trash. Life is trash. Yes. Hey, hey. Um, yeah, thanks, Laurie. Can on. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I... As if she's listening to this. <laughs> I know, but I still feel bad because she's a real human. Maybe, well, she's probably not a real human. Um, might be a leopard shifter. Um, yeah, it was a bit crap, wasn't it? It, it was, was very much I a filler chapter. Very fillery, but we had fun anyway. What were your favourite bits and least favourite bits of this filler chapter? Uh, 
I've got, I think I agree with Johnny in terms of like the, the detail or I really enjoyed Diggle's approach to asking her out for dinner at, I don't know, half nine in the morning, telling her about the, oh, and he died on the loch. But then he didn't. He was actually alive. But oh no, but, but he's dead now. Like he really like, you know, brought it I think up. It's, then... it's pretty remarkable to do that after a night in which she herself stumbled over a corpse. Yeah, to then that's go, point. Shall we go for dinner? A man dies. It's... Yeah. <laughs> You've not read the room very well. Although yeah. apparently he had, because she's a fuckwit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And she's like, okay. So, how was that? Uh, last <laughs> bit was when she wanked off to the Navajo Skinwalker. Uh, do you want to give it a rating out of 10? Oh, like, um, I don't know, 2.5. Okay, that's weirdly specific. Yeah, it, well, because it wasn't like, Bad enough to give a really, really low rating. I mean, it's, it's a low rating, but it wasn't like even significant. It just lacked such significance. I'm just like, yeah, two point five. Yeah, not to like dole out spoilers or anything for the rest of the book, but not a lot of what was mentioned in this in this chapter even comes back throughout the rest of the no- the novel. So, uh, big baby boom boom, Hedy McKenzie. Hello. <laughs> Speak to me. Speak your words. I mean, uh, the ability that this author has to say nothing in so many words is getting out of hand. She's perfecting the art of shit. Just nothing. Just, just. It's not even a bottle episode because nothing happened. Yeah. Awful. I did enjoy Liam having a cheeky little stalk from, I'm assuming, the loch. I don't know. I tell you what, I meant to bring it up, but I completely forgot. We just breezed through it. It was the, the creative use of language that Laurie Handlin brought in to describe Liam. Mm. I w- he was floating on a river oh, of exhaustion. She's presuming that everyone's going to be like, oh yeah, that's why he was drifting along. Nah, he was floating in the fucking lock. <laughs> you wanted to write that down, but you didn't want it to be too obvious yet, despite the fact that it's revealed in the fucking blurb. We all know. We know what it is. Anyway, Eddie, your, um, your least favourite part, I think we... Um, the worst part, I don't even know, because I don't remember any of it, really. She didn't do anything. She had a, she had a Google. You can just say the vague feeling of ennui that the chapter left you with. She had a Google, and then she had a Google. Um, oh, there it is. And it was, there was, and there was just some, that thinly veiled anti-traveller moment. Just Ooh, yeah. so many bad bits in that chapter. Eddie, um, give the chapter a rating out of 10, if you would be so kind. Um, I'm going to go away from my usual nice generousness and only give it three Ooh. out of 10. That's still the highest rating so far. Oh, my God. I was just so bored by it. Like, And she didn't even write it well. There were so many glaring inaccuracies. It was just bad. We could have lost this chapter. We could have been closer to the end by now. We could have been closer to death by now. Well, we are, oh. H. And on that note, <laughs> it's time to say <laughs> farewell from Life is Trash. 
bringing you probably about an hour and 10 minutes closer to the end of your life, one episode at a time. Fuck, we're good at this. Oh, <laughs> nailed it. Uh, okay, well, great. Join us next time for chapter eight, where something might happen. <laughs> probably <laughs> not. No, probably not, Rage Dead. It's totally fair, probably. I think there's about three things that happen in the rest of the book. Great. And you've got to space them out, otherwise, it gets very tedious. Anyway, <laughs> goodbye. Whoa. Everyone, bye. yeah, there we go. Eddie's got the right bye. to oh, People can't see you waving, Johnny. You've got to say bye. Bye bye. <laughs> Audio based thing. Bye. There we go. Kristen Daniels did some research. She had a Google. Nothing else happened. Join us next time to find out if something happens. Then. Have you been to southern Sweden? I've been to. I've been all over Sweden, but uh, I have friends who live in uh, in Skåne, so uh, I'm there a lot. Rach, it's funny that you say that. I do have many an anecdote, uh, and I feel like now could be the oh, she's died. She has. She's fallen. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my epilepsy was back. Me too. At least then. Your convulsions would be funny at the very least. <laughs> You're an absolute cunt. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very fair response. <laughs>